Hi, wherever you're listening to me, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakli and this is today's Tech Briefing. In this program, you could be in in any part of the globe you could have your images available in any part of the globe and we would still be able to optimize your images in milliseconds uh you know while you know without you having to put in any effort for for doing that that's after these headlines a coalition of america's top justice officials is leading a nationwide investigation into how instagram knowingly harms children Meta Platforms, formerly known as Facebook, is providing and promoting its social media platform Instagram to children and young adults despite knowing that such use is associated with physical and mental health harms, according to a statement from Maura Healy, one of the state attorneys general who is co-leading the investigation. Google has released more features on its products and platforms aimed at making them more accessible to users in India, including additional local language support and a way for small businesses and merchants to quickly build an online storefront, the company said in a blog post yesterday. In Google search, people can now listen to results being read out to them in their own language, available in English, Hindi, Bengali, Marathi, Telugu and Tamil. On the Google Pay app, in what Google says is a first for Google globally, the company has added support for Hinglish, a conversational hybrid of Hindi and English as Google calls it, a phenomenon prevalent across multiple local languages in India where people routinely mix their local language and English. Tata Consultancy Services, one of the world's biggest IT services companies, found that many finance leaders in companies around the world relied more on instinct than on data in a survey of 750 such senior executives and half of the respondents said they are unable to deliver short term forecasts without making significant errors if they can do it at all tcs said in a report based on the survey more than 2/3 of those who took the survey plan to invest in cloud based systems and will invest in data and analytics technologies for their financial planning and analysis teams in the next year according to TCS Rahul Nanwani and his two co-founders quit their jobs at a travel company 4 years ago to build a product that would allow people to quickly make changes to images to suit their needs like cropping it right for uploading onto a website In today's tech conversation Rahul gives us a quick update on their bootstrapped company ImageKit which is profitably helping customers around the world process billions of images. Here's more. Okay, uh Rahul, uh thank you so much for making time for this. Welcome to this podcast. Uh to get us going, uh, uh tell us a bit about uh, the journey that brought you to the beginnings of ImageKit and we'll go from there. Great. Thank you so much Hari for uh, having me here. I would probably start by giving an in- background about how we uh, got about starting uh, ImageKit and uh, you know what is it that we have been doing in the last few years right. So uh, I along with the, my two other co-founders Manu and Somesh uh, we were colleagues at a last company where uh, you know you we were part of like different teams Manu and I were in the same team Somesh was in a different team and uh, it so happened that we happened to work on an image optimization project internally uh, at that team right and when we were working on that project internally because we were working uh, in a travel company which had a lot of images to be optimized uh, 
you know for our websites for our apps that's where uh, you know we ran into a lot of problems while while trying to do it either ourselves or let's say when we tried to integrate a third party solution uh and manu somesh and i we worked on a project to build that uh, image optimization solution from ground up for that company uh and that's where we got the inspiration where uh you know something like image optimization which is very important for every business uh you you know you could be a travel company you could be an e-commerce company everyone uses a lot of images on their website right and everyone wants to ensure that these images load quickly they are in the right format they are compressed well so it should not be something so difficult that a team of let's say three or four engineers working on it for four months is not able to get it right right that's where our inspiration came from and that's when we thought that okay you know we can create a product out of it that helps companies who are already operating at a scale and when we were at exigo we were already operating at you know close to we had close to 5 million images or more at that time so that was that's what the idea was that for anyone who is operating at scale in terms of the number of images that they have how do we make it easier for them to start optimizing or start delivering the right images on their websites and apps within a few minutes that's been our, our guiding principle and in the last 4 years we have bootstrapped image kit uh to a stage where we now deliver uh, more than a couple of billion images every day and we are optimizing images for some of the key players uh, in india which include uh, nike big basket zewami uh, cred ferns and petals uh, book my show etc yeah okay uh, give us a sense of the first product that you came up with yeah so our our first product that we uh, came out with it it basically had two things uh, you know that were getting done right one was you know the basic premise that i shared in the beginning that it should be you know it should be something that anyone should be able to start using in minutes right so we had to provide a solution where uh, companies could integrate their existing storage with our solution right so they should be able to tell us where their images are instead of them having to move their images to our platform right so that was one key part of the mvp that we built that image kit could be integrated with uh, any server that is there on the internet or it could be integrated with the most popular cloud storage that was there at that time which was aws s3 uh, so we made sure that our product could work with these two things and then it could do uh, you know things like basic resizing cropping controlling how the image gets cropped and making sure that the image is getting compressed and delivered in the right format so this was more or less the mvp uh, that we had uh, in the beginning obviously there were there were quite a few features around it as well around like uh, maybe security or you know making these things easier but then the core value proposition was this that if you are using an aws s3 or let's say your images are there on a server you would be able to connect it to image kit and image kit would be able to convert the image to the right format compress it and do some basic resizing and cropping for you in real time that's what the basic mvp we had uh, in 2017 and today uh, give us a sense of some of the uh, most sophisticated uh, capabilities uh, that image kit offers right so uh, as of now image kit is able to integrate with almost like any cloud storage that is available online right you could be using google cloud azure or let's say digital ocean or any other cloud that's there on the internet any storage you can integrate it with image kit and get started with it 
uh, in less than five minutes, right? So that's one of the key things that we have built uh, that you could be in, in any part of the globe, you could have your images available in any part of the globe and we would still be able to optimize your images in milliseconds uh you know while you know without you having to put in any effort for for doing that on the transformation side of things let's say the final delivery side of things uh let's say a good thing that we have been able to solve is that uh, i i maybe add two examples here one is that uh we have something called the smart crop uh which is let's say if you have an image and the let's say the subject of that image is not at the center right uh, let's say they're somewhere towards the left. If you create a thumbnail out of this image, uh, the subject might get cropped out. So we have a feature within ImageGate which is called the Smart Crop, which is uh, you know able to center your uh, center the thumbnail around that particular subject in the image. So that's let's say in terms of features, we have that Smart Crop, which is a complex thing. We have something called uh, uh, chain transformations that allow you to do probably 10, 20 different transformations on the same image in one go which means that you can go from a simple product image and convert it to a personalized banner in real time directly from the URL without any UI team getting involved or uh, you know you will be able to write text on that image create buttons on that image etc so that that's a more complex thing that uh, you can achieve with image kit in terms of feature set right in terms of maybe our infrastructure, the more, probably the more complex thing that we're doing, uh, like I said, just by our scale that we're delivering like 2 billion images uh, uh, in a day, we're doing this 24-7 while ensuring that our service stays up almost like 100% of the time. And we are delivering the images in milliseconds. And we are ensuring to our customers that we would be able to do it in milliseconds at any point of time. So that's probably uh internally in terms of our infrastructure network that's probably one you know complex thing that we are able to solve for our customers uh, what is the entire process from the image being the the raw image being there on one side to uh you know the image going to image kit and then coming back in process form what are all the different things that are involved and where are the points where image kit really makes a difference right so for any company, uh, could be e-commerce, could be content, travel, any domain, there could be multiple places, like you mentioned, where the images could be coming in from. The images could be coming in from the sellers who are there on that platform. For example, if someone wants to sell something on Amazon or Flipkart, they would be uploading the images themselves. Though these platforms do have certain specifications uh, of, you know, the image should be of, let's say, in a particular format or size or should have a particular background. But then that's one place where you can get your images from. Uh, the second place could be that you have a more controlled source where, uh, let's say, you're getting a photo shoot done from a photo studio right which is typical of an e-commerce company that instead of sellers uploading the images on the platform it is the e-commerce company or let's say some agency that is clicking photos of the products and then uploading it onto the platform right so that's second method the third could be that it's user generated content that's coming onto the platform someone let's say uh someone wants to upload a photo review of the product that's there or uh they want to let's say click you know it's on a content website let's say they're creating their own uploading their own image or you know adding their image as a part of the blog right so there could be these different places where images can come in from now what happens let's say when these images are coming from you have to store them somewhere right uh to be able to deliver them eventually you first have to store them somewhere uh to store them somewhere 
the company could be using uh, let's say any of the existing cloud storages that are available let's say google cloud has their storage aws cloud has a storage solution azure cloud has a storage solution right so they could be either uploading the images there or they could be uh, storing it on their servers the servers which are responsible for uh, you know delivering the website they could be storing it there or ImageKit also provides a media library, which is like an image storage uh, with a nice UI and APIs, et cetera, available for it. They could be storing it there, right? So you have three options of where you could be storing your images. Once you have these options, you know, once you have your images stored in either of these three options, then uh, if it's, let's say, if it's external to ImageKit, if the storage is external to ImageKit, then you have to attach it to ImageKit once. If you have uploaded it into the media library, you do not have to do anything that's already integrated with ImageKit. Uh, so you attach your external storages to ImageKit, and then uh, you would be able to access everything using a URL that we provide, or let's say we have configured for your account that uh, instead of maybe accessing your images through maybe the old URL that you had from your uh, storage where you uploaded the image, instead of accessing it through that URL, you access it using ImageKit's URL, right? So what ImageKit will do when you access an image using that URL is that we will go and, uh, you know, if we will get the original image from your storage or from the media library, we will pick up that original image. We will look at in real time, we will understand where the request is coming from, whether it is coming from a mobile device or from a desktop device, what are the formats that the device supports uh, for the images, and uh, you know maybe what's the network condition that the user is on we'll take into account all of these factors we have the original image with us we know such certain things about the original image as well that what's the uh, format of the original image its dimensions or its com original compression level etc so we know all of these things we will combine these things this information in real time to decide what should be the best possible image that we can send out to the user right so we will do all the optimizations in real time we would uh, transform the image or let's say in the url itself you can say that in the url let's assume you started off with a large image maybe 3000 by 3000 pixels image and uh, you have to resize it down to a 200 by 200 pixel thumbnail so you can specify it in the url that i want a 200 by 200 image out of it right so we will use that information as well we will process the image in real time and deliver it to your user so essentially with image kit once you have let's say provided us with the storage where your images are right you can start using image kits urls directly on your website or on your app so whenever a user opens up your web page they the web page has a image kit url that's there on your web page the request would come to ImageKit and then we will follow this process of getting your original image, transforming it in real time and sending it back, right? Once we have transformed it, we can keep using, let's say, those that transformed copy for some time. Uh, but then that's that's essentially the overall workflow that uh, someone has, that they can start using ImageKit URLs directly on the website or on their app. Hmm. Uh, these days, uh, there's a lot of excitement over uh, application of AI in an increasing number of areas. Uh, are there any ways in which you're also incorporating AI and computer vision machine learning uh, in your technologies? Right. So uh, like I mentioned earlier, we have a feature called the Smart Crop uh, that's there. Um, and what Smart Crop does, it does use a, a bit of AI over there or computer vision over there to determine if there are, let's say, faces in an image 
or let's say to identify objects in an image and then try to create a thumbnail around the part where we find that face or that object uh, in that image. So that's one application of AI that's already there on the delivery side of things. Uh, we are working on a few other things. Let's say uh, while still talking about the delivery side of things, there is one thing that we are working on is to uh, make this smart crop more useful for certain uh, sec sectors that we work, let's say for e-commerce. How do we enable them to maybe instead of just saying that, you know, create a thumbnail automatically around the most important part, can we help them create a thumbnail around a t-shirt or can we help them create a thumbnail around shoes from a particular image, right? So those, uh, you know, can we, can we help them create uh, thumbnails or identify where these objects exist uh, by giving them a more user-friendly name that, you know, shoes or bags or trousers. And so that they can just specify it in the URL that I want a 200 by 200 pixel uh, thumbnail around the t-shirt from this particular image, right? So to help them do that. So that's another part where we are trying to leverage uh, AI to, uh, to be able to deliver these thumbnails in real time. And the third part is not around the delivery side of things, but around the storage side of things. For uh, We have integrated some third-party AI services within our product as of now. So we have integrated Google Cloud Vision and uh, AWS's recognition API uh, within our products to basically tag the content of an image. So your image name could be, the file name could be untitled.jpg, but then the image itself could be that of a red car standing on a road. So they would be able to tag your image with a red car and road. Let's say these would be three tags that they generate, right? So your image name in itself could be untitled.jpg, right? Or it could be screenshot.jpg. But then if the actual content was a red car, you would be able to search for, you know, uh, images by saying that, you know, find images with a red car inside them. And you would be able to find that search regardless of what, what the actual file name or what the actual folder name was in which uh, those files were placed, right? So that's where we are using AI to help people search or manage their images better right so instead of uh you know manually entering the correct file name and then searching for it can we use ai to make your searching simpler so that you can go back and if you have to find images that okay find images that have let's say uh Sachin Tandulkar in them or find an image where people are playing football right so you would be able to do that for uh images that are there in the media library that's something that we have already started doing now Okay, a uh, couple of questions about your uh, entrepreneurial experience because folks are quite interested in that as well, our listeners. Uh, uh, you have bootstrapped your company and now uh, at a time when uh, you know companies are getting so much funding uh, even pretty early in their journey. So tell us a bit about this uh, philosophy of uh, having stayed bootstrapped for four years. Right, so uh, we always had this in mind that, you know, uh, yeah, and it's probably it probably comes from the fact that we are we are running a SaaS business, which is traditionally uh, easier to uh, you know get to profitability or uh, you know pro operational profitability a lot faster than maybe a B two C business, right? Uh, a B two B business is easier to scale in that sense, right? To to get to a level where you can be profitable. Right? So that was one let's say reason that you know sort of helps us by default that you know we can 
we can stay bootstrapped while uh, you know using our revenues that we're generating and using that to fund our growth for the future uh, initially when we started we were just like three people uh, you know working on on the product and we had a very clear idea of what the product would be and given our experience that uh, you know we had already used the a computing product we know companies who were like using the same computing product we knew uh, in a way that you know there are there is a demand for this product in the market so initially we just focused on getting to a stage where uh, you know we we were working on some side projects initially right so we would uh, do some uh, basic web development work or you know helping people migrate to the cloud at that time we would do this you know do these side projects on the side to make sure that we were able to cover our co-working space expenses or server costs at that time uh and then after you know after selling it to maybe you know 15 20 customers we we did get a few uh, relatively larger deals as well at that time and that got us to a stage where uh, we we could afford to pay off our co-working or our server expenses without having to work on the side projects so that was step 1 where uh, it was probably uh, it took us like 6 or 7 months to get there where we while we were not drawing any salary we would we could at least take care of all of our expenses through the revenues that we were generating right and then step two was uh you know that when do we let's say start drawing salaries so our idea was that you know we we knew that uh, like i said b2b is probably easier to scale up in that sense that every individual deal can be profitable right so we knew that if we could just keep selling to more people and we know that you know we can we can make profits we can incorporate let's say economies of scale as and when we uh, grow our customer base uh, so that we kept that as our focus we did have let's say a few conversations with investors even at that time but then we realized uh, that it was not something maybe that the investors would want to get into unless we incorporate a, a strong machine learning or an ai angle into it uh, you know it was not something which was very lucrative in that sense for someone to get into while we knew that you know it can it is a profitable business we do see a demand for it globally uh so we thought that you know we would just keep selling make sure that we build the right product and we keep selling it to the right people so that our revenues can grow come to let's say the current scenario where uh you know everyone is uh you know raising funds all around uh it can be uh it, it can be very easy to maybe you know get carried away uh you know by you know looking at the funding frenzy that's happening around that you know maybe you should be raising funds as well but then uh while i'm not let's say ruling that out that image would never raise funds in the future we would do it let's say for the right reasons but then it's important to identify what those right reasons would be that why do you need that money right and what are you going to do with that money uh if it's something that can be let's say in our case for example if there are things which we can fund through our existing revenue and whatever profits we generate we would keep doing that but then if it's something that we realize that you know to maybe accelerate for a short period of time or to uh you know to do certain things we need a you know capital injection from outside we might look at funding in the future but then as of now we are like in a comfortable position uh through whatever our customers pay for the use of our services Hmm. Uh, you you started out talking about uh, you know billions of images every day. Just briefly, give us a sense of the scale of operations of ImageKit. How many customers in how many countries? And also, are you already profitable now, or you've been profitable for a while? Yeah. So we we have been profitable for a while now, right? So we we have been profitable probably from like twenty eighteen 
itself right so obviously we were we were not drawing as much salary as at that time uh you know we were like it was bare minimum that we need to like cover our expenses but then we have been profitable from 2018 and that's when we even like started hiring people onto our team probably towards like late 2017 we started adding more people outside of the three co-founders to our team uh, the team is currently at uh, almost 20 people who are working with us full time on our team and then probably 10 or 15 people who work with us as freelancers or consultants who are not a part of our payroll but then they're actively involved in a lot of things uh, that the company does so effectively it's uh, close to 30 people that are there in terms of customers uh, we do uh, cater to customers uh, across the board right so right from very small or let's say small websites or individuals running their blogs to uh, a large enterprise company that could have like millions of users using their product every day so uh, and for that reason we do have a free plan of our product as well so if i talk about the total number of users who use image kit including people who are there on the free plan so we are probably uh, you know more than 60000 70000 people using image kit uh, including the free plan uh, and these would be coming in from like almost every country uh, that you know you can th- think of right so we have our paid customers for for that matter uh, from almost uh, 60 plus countries now uh, again different sizes could be a small uh, business running maybe in in a small country in africa or could be a really large company an enterprise company in the us so we have customers across the board uh, now globally mm. and uh, going forward what are your next immediate uh, big priorities so the, the two things that we are uh, working on one is uh, you know and and like every technology company we need to keep evolving uh, really quickly because tech landscapes change uh you know very quickly as compared to maybe some of the uh, other fields uh, that are there so there are two things that we are focusing on one is that how do we translate whatever we built for images uh, real time optimization and transformation how do we translate it to videos now so if someone has let's say a, a raw mp4 file and they uh, want to use it on their mobile web or on their website uh deliver a good streaming experience or compression etc without let's say uploading it on youtube or a vimeo then how do they do that right so that's uh, the number one priority right now for the team where uh, we are building a real time video optimization and transformation api we have already launched it uh, and a few customers have started using it in its alpha version uh, and we are working uh, the team a lot of people in the team are working to get a public beta out and uh, you know get to that uh, feature set that we want to have uh, for our product right so that's one the second is that uh, we are also getting into the digital asset management space which essentially covers the part that happens before you know media is delivered on a site or app right so we started with image delivery that how does it get delivered on websites or apps or other platforms uh, with the digital asset management part we are now covering uh things that happen before this delivery so essentially when your team creates let's say uh you know content let's say when they're creating assets could be an image could be a video could be a pdf how do they collaborate on it how do they manage it how do they make sure that people right people have the right access uh maybe build workflows within the team that uh you know who is supposed to do what and do they have uh, the right tools in place to be able to manage all of these assets in a distributed a remote or a large team that's that's creating uh, hundreds of assets every day right so that's the uh, second priority that we uh, have right now 
for images itself uh, we have uh, we are focusing on a few things around uh, security and scale that would help us go more enterprise uh, in the future so these are the three key areas that we're working on right now okay excellent uh, truly interesting uh, conversation rahul good first update for me uh, on image kit thank you so much for making time for this and i definitely hope to keep the conversation going thank you so much hari for having me here it was nice speaking to you that was rahul nanwani that's it for this briefing you can find all our podcasts on forbesindia.com and on your favorite podcast apps i'm hari arkali thank you for listening